Hello and welcome to the Becoming Your Highest Self podcast. I'm your host, Macy Renee, and we are going on a journey together, my friend. If you've been looking for a podcast geared towards your growth, self-awareness, navigating your brain's daily mind drama, and deep inner work to become your highest and best self, you are in the perfect place. Let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of Becoming Your Highest Self podcast. I'm Macy Renee, and if you're a returning listener, thank you so much for being here. And if you're brand new, thank you so much for being here. I hope that you enjoy the content that is shared on this podcast. So you guys, I'm doing something I've never done before with this podcast. I'm recording it as I'm driving, safely, but I'm talking directly into my phone, and normally I have a pretty professional setup. I have a special podcast mic. I usually have my laptop going. I have all the editing software, and I don't have that with me right now. I'm going to kind of see how this goes because... I was visiting my mom and papaw, which are my grandparents on my mom's side. I was visiting them. They have just under 20 acres and live on a farm now. And they had me over for dinner. And I wanted to make sure that I spent that quality time with them. So I'm leaving. Well, I'm in route home. And I thought I need to record a podcast. I can certainly wait and do it when I get home. But I was kind of curious of how the sound quality would be be if I did it on my phone and you know what that experience would be like because there's been many times where I'm in my car and there's stuff that I want to talk about and I kind of want to go on Facebook live or you know I have thought like oh gosh it would be so convenient to record what I'm thinking in this moment for a podcast but I've never done it because I've been intimidated by not having all of my equipment now I know that there are some people that use their phone and upload it because you know no, the podcast doesn't have to be perfection, but a lot of times I'm just, we get used to our habits and routines and then we don't really stray away from that. So that's kind of the position that I've been in. But right now you're listening to me record this podcast while driving. So I'm sorry if there's some feedback, if this is totally bad quality, then you won't be hearing it because I'll be deleting it. So I'll decipher that once I'm able to get home and kind of listen to it. So if you're listening to it, it must have turned out pretty awesome (laughs) and the content was great enough to where I felt like I didn't have to scratch it. So today I wanted to talk to you guys about the difference between how we respond from our adult self, our adolescent self, and our childhood self. And the reason that I want to talk about this is because although I do teach emotional adulthood and emotional childhood and I teach a lot of the things that I'm getting ready to tell you about I learned this information from a new perspective, just a new way of teaching it from Michelle Chalfant, who has a podcast called The Adult Chair, and I was turned on to her by one of my clients who said, you really remind me of her in that you coach me through the content, you know, pretty much the same way as she does, you just use different words. And I got curious about that and thought, oh, I wonder how she words it just to see, you know, what that's like. And I went and I listened to the podcast and I actually love the way that she talks about it. And I think that for people who maybe don't understand the way that I explain it through emotional adulthood or emotional childhood, that using her method of the adult chair is super, super helpful. And I actually talked about this on my most recent webinar that I did called Heal. 
which by the way, those two webinars were my very first webinars I've ever done. I want to thank everyone that joined in on those. The first one that I did was about money and your energy with money. And the second one was called Heal. And there were so many participants on both. The second one kind of give, gave me a vulnerability hangover afterwards because I was super, super vulnerable um, in some of the things that I have had to work through in my healing process to give everybody that was on the webinar an example of why this work is so important and why coaching has really helped me because I think that if you knew more of my story, you would be like, how is she okay? (laughs) And you know, how has she been able to overcome so many of the things that she's been through? And you know, for the longest time, I wouldn't share those things. I really lived my life where it was kind of like, I'm going to put on my big girl panties and handle it. And nobody's ever going to know what goes on behind closed doors. And I'm going to be super, super private. And I'm going to be the superhero and the superwoman that, you know, makes everything seem like it's fine when really there's a burning building happening right behind me. And I'm smiling at you and saying everything's cool when really everything's falling apart. And The work that I've done in coaching has really helped me to heal a lot of those pieces and get to know myself and what I want and learn how to forgive and have good boundaries and still maintain, you know, good relationships with people who've maybe not always treated me the best um, and figuring out, you know, what's important to me as far as setting those important boundaries and what I will allow and what I won't allow and all of that stuff. So anyways, all of this to say that the two webinars, my very first two that I've ever done went really well. And I'm just so thankful for everyone who popped on and listened and held the space for me while I was, you know, not only coaching you, but doing something new that I had never done before. So I really do appreciate that. So back to the adult chair. So where do I want to begin with this? So we have kind of like different ways that we respond, not kind of, we do. We have different ways that we respond based on what environments we're put in, what situations we're put in, what triggers we feel, you know, what life experiences we've had, what relationships we're in. There's a whole bunch of different factors that go into a lot of times how we respond. And the whole concept behind the adult chair is that if you're responding from what Michelle Chalfant calls the adult chair, you're responding from your highest self. So this is kind of what I teach, right? Like becoming your highest self podcast is about self-mastery from an inner work perspective and from a mindset perspective. And I feel like it's a journey that never, ever ends. <laughs> kind of like that song. It's the song that never ends. I, do, I think that was on like Lamb Chop or something like that. I can't remember like the actual uh, show name if it was called Lamb Chop or something else. But I love that as a kid. But anyways, they would sing the song that never ends. Personal development is a lot like that. Personal development is a journey that really never quite ends because you're always evolving, you're always growing, you're always being placed in situations that you have to learn how to handle. And the way that you would handle something maybe now could be different, you know, the way that you would handle it 10 years from now or maybe 10 years ago because you've grown and changed as a person. So the principle behind the adult chair is that if you're responding from the adult chair, you are responding as your highest self, which basically means, and I'm using kind of my OT language here as well, that you've integrated these pieces of yourself that were once unhealed 
and now they've been integrated, meaning that they're healed, and you can respond with what I call emotional adulthood. That's really what Michelle Chalfant is saying when she says the adult chair. Like we want to be responding to life in our adult chair as much as possible. Then she goes on to say we also have our adolescent chair. Okay, so our adolescent chair is usually between ages 7, 8-ish, okay, all the way up until about 17, 18-ish. And our adolescent chair really comes down to the way that we respond when we talk ourselves out of things, when we are trying to protect ourselves from pain, when we don't want to get hurt, when we feel fear and we don't want to feel embarrassment. What it really comes down to is our ego. So when we are like, basically if someone says, hey, you would be awesome at public speaking, and all of a sudden you're triggered and you feel afraid and you think, oh my God, no, we could never do that. That would be so embarrassing. You'd mess it up. You'd, you know, run away crying on stage. That would be your adolescent coming in to protect you, to tell you all the reasons. That's not a good idea. And it's not that the adolescent is bad. It's just the version of ourself that at all cost really does want to protect us and keep us safe from a teenager's perspective. So that means not really putting ourselves out there or experiencing a lot of pain because it's just too painful to handle. And we're still, although an adolescent, we're still a child in a sense. And it would be much too, much too brash to experience. And so our adolescent comes in as a protective mechanism to shut us down. And then we've got our child chair, and our child chair is really the zero to seven, you know, those beginning stages of life, and I talk about this a lot on our on the podcast, that those first seven years of life are crucial. They're your subconscious patterns, and so in this example with the child chair from Michelle Chalfant, she talks about how our inner child or sitting in our child chair is really about how we... We experience emotion, true, authentic emotion. If someone was to take your candy away or, you know, bully you on the playground at six years old or whatever it is, whatever emotional response you have is very, very authentic because a lot of times our inner child just cannot control the way that something comes out. We cannot control it. We feel emotional and we express it authentically, whether that is yelling, kicking, screaming, crying. It's, it can be very over the top. It can be very dramatic, but that's us. That's how we feel. Now, what happens is the adolescent comes in when we're emotional, okay, and it says stop crying. Stop crying. There's nothing to cry about. You know, you're making this a bigger deal than it has to be. You know, put on your big girl panties and handle it. We've got things to do. We need to survive. There's a million other things that we could be doing with our time other than feeling sad and crying. And that's what I mean about our ego protective self. So that adolescent chair, which is about seven to eight years old, all the way up into 17 to 18 years old-ish, is the one that is talking us out of feeling our feelings. Now, if you've listened to my podcast for a while, you know that I teach feeling your feelings as being crucial because without it, you do not meet your most authentic self. 
nor do you heal the way that you deserve to heal past trauma and pain. And let me tell you that this was something that was very hard for me to do whenever I first started coaching. You know, I went through therapy my entire life, and the great thing was that I was able to basically allow my inner child to come out during therapy and express emotions and express things that had gone on. But I didn't know how to activate the adult chair, essentially. Like, I didn't know how to actually work through the healing process. And although therapy helped me feel my feelings by being able to express things that had happened, I didn't really get to ever um, integrate it to understand maybe why that hurt me the way that it did and how to change that moving forward if I was triggered. And so this is the work that we do whenever we're working to heal is we're working on figuring out why are we triggered and what is the emotional response that we have when we're triggered. And that's very, very important to recognize is understanding the trigger and why it's happening not how you want to respond so what she teaches is that you know if someone bullies you and you're feeling really sad about it and they weren't very nice your inner child would maybe want to cry your inner child would you know feel very very upset and the likelihood is that the adolescent is going to come in and get involved and say you know, it's stupid to be crying about this. Why are you feeling so sad? Like just, you know, I feel like punching her in the throat. And again, that is the protective mechanism. That is our ego coming in to protect ourselves. And that's not us being able to authentically express how we feel. So as an adult, even if like, let's say, let's say you were bullied as a child and then as an adult, you don't get invited to a friend of a friend, like let's say they're your friend too, right? But you don't get invited to their baby shower. And you thought that you all were pretty good friends. And all of a sudden, now you're triggered because you didn't get invited to the baby shower and you're having kind of sad feelings about it. And you're feeling very frustrated and you're kind of mad at this friend that didn't invite you. And you're kind of also mad at the friend, you know, your best friend that's maybe going, knowing that, you know, she doesn't understand also why you're not invited, but she's going to go without you. And so you're feeling triggered. What most of us do is not from the place of the adult chair. Okay, so I'm going to kind of describe the differences. So in the moment that you're triggered, it's your inner child trying to come through and say, this hurts me. This has made me feel very sad. You know, I like this is making me cry. This has made me angry. But before you can actually feel those feelings, your adolescent comes in and says, hey, don't even worry about it. Like she's a, you know what, (laughs) insert cuss word there, or I wish I could punch her in the throat. She's so rude. She's so mean. I hate her. Um, You know, don't worry about going anyways. It's not a big deal. Like you're better than that. Pull yourself together. You know, don't feel sad over it. That's stupid. She didn't want you there. All of that chatter that we normally hear is coming from our adolescent our adolescent chair. So how do we get to the adult chair from this? The adult chair is about leaning in, which I have an episode on that, and feeling your feelings, which I also have an episode on that. And it's about really honoring how it made you feel and honoring why. 
And if you were to ask, you know, why did it hurt your feelings? A lot of us would respond from that ego, you know, adolescent place of like, well, she's a, you know what, and she's just rude and wanted to exclude me from things. And, you know, she doesn't understand that that hurt my feelings. And we forget, we truly forget that responding that way isn't from a place of what I call emotional adulthood or with strong emotional intelligence. It's really like I, I want to feel, like I don't want to feel these feelings. Your inner child does. Your inner child wants to be able to feel those feelings and feel upset and be angry and maybe cry. But your teenage self is like, absolutely not. We are not going to let her get to us. We are not going to feel bothered by this. We're also not going to explore our emotions and look into this anymore. We're just going to ignore this and put it away and distract ourselves. And oftentimes, it is the adolescent part of ourselves that does the buffering, which I also have an episode about. So buffering is just distracting yourself with things in order to keep from feeling your feelings. So let's say the same situation, you're not invited to the baby shower, you're super hurt by it, you want to be invited, your adolescent starts saying, you know what, that is so rude that she didn't invite you, she's such a B word, we don't like her, she's so rude, let's go to the pantry and eat some Girl Scout cookies because that'll make you feel better. Or you know what, let's go... Um, drink. You know, let's go have an alcoholic beverage to get through it or let's go smoke the cigarette. Like our adolescent is very much dismissive of our feelings and let's just cover that up and not feel the hard things. So the adult, this is what's important. Our adult comes in and says, okay, let's understand why we're feeling this way and maybe even where it's coming from. So the adult would hold the space and this is you, you doing this for you. Your adult comes in and holds the space for you to kind of explore where it's even coming from and how to overcome it and, you know, why you're being triggered the way that you are and not, you know, I'm so mad I want to punch them in the face, but, you know, that really hurt my feelings and it's probably because as a child there were times where I was bullied or left out or purposely, you know, purposefully excluded and the kids didn't understand that that hurt my feelings and, you know, now I'm really sad over it. And the adult is able to sit with that inner child. I know this sounds a little bit weird to to do this, but it's very important. The adult is able to sit with your inner child and say, I totally understand how that could make you feel upset. You know, I totally understand and I would probably feel that way too and it's okay to feel your feelings and we don't need to go eat a box full of cookies and we don't need to pour a glass of wine or champagne to be able to handle this. You just need to feel that and honor that and just acknowledge that it hurts your feelings because this is bubbling up from a place of childhood, right? Because a lot of times it's our subconscious experiences that we felt where we had very strong emotions in a moment where we felt very bad things. And all of a sudden we get triggered as an adult when somebody does something. And it's not so much our adult that's triggered as much as it's our inner child that's triggered. And then instead of allowing our inner child to have, you know, the emotional cry or kind of like the tantrum, the adolescent teenage part of ourselves says oh no that's ridiculous put on your big girl panties and handle it we're not going to waste time crying go eat the cookies go distract yourself that's ridiculous she's rude she's this let's go punch her you know all of that and that's how most of the world's 
operates when it comes to emotions. We, we don't, we're not taught emotional intelligence from a high level. We're not taught how to speak to our inner child, acknowledge our feelings or how to really feel our feelings at all. Feeling our feelings is something I have to teach, you know, my clients a lot of times. And most of the time, if I tell them, Hey, feel your feelings, that's important. And, you know, sit with yourself. Don't, don't use a distraction. Don't turn on the TV. Don't have the alcohol. Don't get in the pantry. Don't have your phone. Don't scroll social media. A lot of my clients can't even sit five minutes with themselves in pure silence because they can't stand being with themselves and their thoughts. And that tells me that they are on autopilot as a survival mechanism because their adolescent has made it that way so they don't have to feel bad. Because when we're feeling our feelings, we're acknowledging that we're going to have some negative emotion and it's not going to feel good. But it's so important to be able to acknowledge that because that's how you heal through it. And that is what's so beneficial about coaching is that when you are scheduling your coaching appointments or you hire a coach, you're not running away from negative emotion. You're showing up for that call and your coach is asking you some questions. And if you've had a bad week, instead of running and pretending like it's not happening, the coach can help you sit through that together and feel that and acknowledge it and ask, where's that coming from? Or why do you think that you were triggered in that way? Or why are you, you know, upset? And if you can actually work through that process and what I call as an occupational therapist, integrate it, right? Really work on healing that then it's not going to be an issue the more that you address it. The reason that it's an issue and it feels triggering and we have so many triggers is because a lot of times we're just not willing to sit with our inner child and and give ourselves the space as that inner child to feel what we need to feel. Our adolescent teenager comes in as the protective one and says, uh-uh, we're not going to do this. Put on your big girl panties and handle it. You know, you've got things to do. Let's move on. And, you know, go do all of these other things and, you know, maybe even distract ourselves so that we feel better overall. And if you don't have the awareness of sitting in your adult chair, of being your highest self, of knowing it's okay to feel negative emotion and honor that and feel that and even hold space for other people, you know, when they're in negative emotion rather than get triggered, most of us are not in our adult chair. So if we don't have this information and this awareness, we're operating from this place where, we kind of live on autopilot as a mechanism to survive. And if you're surviving, you're not really living. So that's what's important about this. So I highly encourage you that if you like this particular episode to go check out the podcast by Michelle Chalfant um, called The Adult Chair. If you type in The Adult Chair, you'll find it. I recommend starting with her first few episodes. They're really, really great um, just to get a foundation of how she describes this. She's you know been a therapist for over 30 years at this point. And it's really nice to hear her perspective from therapy examples, um, because although I've been in you know therapy my entire life, nobody had ever taught me the adult chair. And she even talks about how she didn't feel herself progressing a lot in therapy until she heard this method. And as I was listening to her, I thought, oh my gosh, if every therapist could integrate the adult chair. I think that, you know, a lot of people would really enjoy the process of overcoming obstacles in therapy. I think that it'd be really great. And so while, you know, there's a lot of these things that I talk about and we have a lot of similarities, 
there's sometimes examples that people give that just hit home differently. You know, so some people might listen to my podcast and it hits home perfectly. And then they might listen to another podcast and maybe it doesn't or vice versa. Maybe somebody stumbles along, you know, somebody else's podcast of describing something with inner work and healing and mindset and it it resonates immediately. And then they come to mine and they don't really get it. My voice just doesn't speak to them or my energy just doesn't speak to them. And I think that's important you know, to, to recognize that. And for me to even, you know, be able to acknowledge that sometimes my voice is not going to be what everybody needs. And if I find someone that I love and admire their work, I think it's important to share it and not feel afraid and not again, let my teenager or ego come in and say, only I can teach this. Only I can be the best. Only I can, you know, help people understand or get a concept a concept correctly. You know, it's not just me. It takes a village. And I think that that's very important. So if you love this episode, go listen to her podcast. I'd highly recommend it. And if you have any questions, you're more than welcome to reach out to me. And yeah, I hope that you all have an amazing week this week and that this episode turns out good because I recorded it in my car for the very first time. So let's see how this goes. We should be back to our normally scheduled program moving forward, but I had to try this out because why not? Why not, right? All right, guys, have an amazing week and I'll see you next Monday. Hey girl, did you know there's a place for you to continue this work outside of the podcast? Well, there is, and it's called Becoming Her. This is my online and ongoing coaching container for self-mastery. Everything takes place online and is the best value for your investment if you're wanting to work with me. This is for women that want to create lasting change by learning how to master themselves, their energy, their mindset, and how to do the deep inner work. It's a growing community where you're supported for life with live online trainings, access to all previously recorded content, and two one-on-one coaching calls with me per month. It's an investment where you can rest assured you'll have everything you need at your fingertips and where there's one primary goal, becoming your highest self. If this has been something you're looking for, join us and be a part of the growth. You can find out more information on macyrenee.com.